Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors, now. What's going on, everyone? My name is Michael, and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, program coordinator of the Sydney Film Festival, Justin Martin Nuke. Thanks for coming on to the show. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Very good. Keen to get into this. So, having Justin on the episode, we'll be talking about not only the history of the Sydney Film Festival itself but also the amazing slate of films that are being shown this year in 2022. And while we're discussing that, we'll be drinking some Mountain Goat Pale Ales. As always, please make sure you're following the podcast and give us a healthy five-star review. Also check out the Cinemaze YouTube channel where I post video essays on film and TV characters. So getting into it, Justin, what we like to do at the start of these episodes is get an idea of who our guests are and what they like to watch in terms of cinema with a few divisive questions and a few more deep ones so getting into it first question robert pattinson or andrew garfield pato why uh i just think he <laughs> he makes like way more interesting choices in okay he does i think he, as in like what films he chooses or yeah and okay. i think like he he knows his shtick a little bit like he's Twilight's still very interesting to watch, but he's deviated away from it. He sure it. has. You know, he's doing Good Time. He's doing Lighthouse. Uh, it's phenomenal stuff. He's I'm killing it at the moment. I'm on the Robert Patterson train. <laughs> I nice. like awesome. It is. <laughs> Next question, David Fincher or Adam McKay? Fincher all the way. Okay. Big thriller movie fan? I'm a, yeah, I, I am a bit of a Fincher fan. Uh, just what would be your favorite? My of favorite his slate. Social Network. Okay, nice. I'm a big Good Social film. Network fan. Yeah. Next question: Nicole Kidman or Kate Blanchett? I reckon love them both. I think I'd go Kate Blanchett. Why? Love Carol. <laughs> Good movie. Next question: The other guys or Wedding Crashes? Um. Look, I don't 
I've seen both. Yep. I don't exactly care for either <laughs> of them. Okay, that's all right. Um, I guess if like you were... Gun you, to the head. Yeah. <laughs> what maybe, are you choosing? Maybe Wedding Crashes. There's something about like the, the earlier 2000s kind of shtick that I okay. think I would probably like laugh at more <laughs> than... Uh, the other guys. Than the other guys. Fair enough. Good answer. Uh, next question, Stranger Things or Game of Thrones? That's tricky because I think in the beginning, Game of Thrones, mm. but then because... Didn't like the ending? Did not like the ending. So in my mind, I think I, I have more positive feelings towards Stranger Things because it hasn't necessarily completely fucked it up. Yeah, well, not yet. Season four is coming out soon. So we'll see what happens there. See but what happens. Apparently yeah. the, the lengths of the episodes are really long. Yeah, like movie length per episode. So that'll definitely be interesting to see. Um, getting into the more deep ones, first one, most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas? Um, mm. Look, there's probably like a different answer. I think maybe I, I go to movies like a lot. Okay. I think maybe the one that's like most recent that I remember being very fun was yeah. Titan. Okay. Last year at the Sydney Film Festival <laughs> and like the day after it was all in the news and everything, mm. people fainting in the cinema. Bit of controversy it. for it. It was a very divisive audience. Yeah. Uh, I was pro Titan <laughs> there at that time. Nice. Next question, fastest TV show binge? Uh, the Probably the one that comes to mind was uh, I was like back home for a brief second because I'm okay. from Adelaide yep. and my friend had the DVDs of The Sopranos. Oh, okay. But I was nice. only there for two weeks. <laughs> and, I, and you got through the whole thing. I got through no. the whole thing in <laughs> no two way. weeks so I could like borrow them and then quickly return Give them. Give them back. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many seasons are there? Uh, it's like. Six? Jeez. I think. You five must, or six. You mustn't have left the house at all. Um, no, that's some good binging there. It was there. some long, long days and nights. It's Yeah, it's very worthy of that as well. I was probably walking around with an accent at some point. <laughs> I was Wanting to immersed. be a gangster. Yeah. Uh, next question. Favourite Australian film? Uh, Wake and Fright. Okay. Haven't seen that myself. No. Who's in it? Pardon? Who's in it? I actually, I know the lead guy, I can't remember his name. The supporting guy is like one of those Australian, like, well, he was British. Okay. But he just kind of like popped up in some films. And he was like mostly, I remember him from like The Great Escape. Okay. I could not for the life of me remember any names. Yeah. But it's. uh, Just good movie. It's a great movie. It's really, it's like people from not from Australia, like coming into Australia to make a film about Australia. Okay, a bit more of a different perspective. So it's a it's a very different, surreal kind of atmospheric horror perspective <laughs> of uh, Australian life. Yeah. That's a, it's a little bit like satire as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really wild. I recommend it to anyone that's interested in Australia. Interesting. Cinema. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to watch it. Uh, next question, movie that you think everyone needs to see. It's obviously a tough question. <laughs> I think everyone should watch Paddington. Nice. It is such a good movie. 
wholesome. Yeah. It's hard not to love <laughs> or feel love yeah. from it. Absolutely. It's uh it's a great it's a great magical experience. Are you more of a Paddington one or a Paddington two or both? Both. Yeah. I don't think you can separate them. Yeah, they're so good. As always good feeling yeah, yeah. Always feeling good after those. Good answer. Next question. Favorite streaming service? Ah. Oh, mm, I think Stan. Okay. Um, but maybe that's like because of my taste, I love festival movies. I love mm. world movies. And Stan, Stan has a lot of those. They have a good catalog of uh, stuff that I don't really find elsewhere. Yeah. Nice. Interesting answer. Last question. TV show that you're watching at the moment. Uh, I'm actually working my way through The Wire. Okay, nice. Yeah. Kind of uh, halfway through season four. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've, have I've, Like The Wire's always been on my list and it's obviously, you know, a bit more of an older TV show, but it's... I've heard so many good things about Everyone it. Everyone talks about it. That's, yeah. And, like, I can see why. Okay. It's pretty good. Liking it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Season two is a weird detour, but I kind of... Because each season's different, right? Well, but that, it's the same underlying... They That was the premise. Yeah. It's like each season would be, like, a different kind of main case, but mm. there are characters that are kind of linked through it. But yeah. But then after season two, season three, they were just like... Oh, let's scrap that premise and just <laughs> focus entirely on this thing. <laughs> yeah, So cool. season two feels out of place, mm. but I kind of like it for it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And it's on binge, I'm guessing, because of HBO? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll definitely give it a watch The Wire. So getting into the Sydney Film Festival, now a lot of listeners from Sydney, I feel, may not have actually been as just casual moviegoers. So I thought it'd be a good place to start just by talking about the history of it. Um, firstly, how long has it been running and what actually is it for those novices out there? <laughs> I, whenever I talk about my job, I get a lot of that. What, yeah. What is, what is a it? film festival? <laughs> uh, so it's been around since 1954. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second oldest film festival in Australia. Next wow. to Mel- Melbourne, yep. Myth. Um, so it's 69, this is the 69th edition of the film festival. Yep. Which is a long time. It is. And like. A lot of films. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a curated program of films that are like really the freshest films of like the current year. Mm. And it's. The film festival is all of them like tend to be like Australian premieres yeah. or like the first like screenings of films in the country. Yeah. And like some films that we screen in the film festival, they won't play in Australia like, outside of it ever again. Yeah. You know, some sure. of them can be really like niche and a festival gives a platform for films that people mm. otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't see. see. Um, and like if you go through the history of like the Sydney Film Festival. There's like films that like we've grown up with and like absolutely oh, it's an amazing movie. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's screened in the Sydney Film Festival in like mm. 1972 or whatever. Yeah. It it traces like way back. I feel like a lot of films that maybe gain a bit more recognition after their release, you don't actually understand where did people actually go see that and 
often they're at these amazing festivals. Um, so it's great to kind of actually be able to go to those and, you know, witness them in the flesh. Yeah, it's the forefront of like films kind of getting their first screenings in Australia and being a part of like that first audience really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, logistically, when is the festival being held this year and where can people go watch films or go to events within the festival? So we're screening 8th to the 19th of June. Yep. Uh, pretty much all over the city. You can you can go to a cinema and you can probably find an SFF uh, film playing. Yep. We screen at the State Theatre and Events George Street in the city. We're at the Ritz down in Randwick. Yep. We're at Dendy Newtown. We're in the Hayden Orpheum up at uh, Cremorne. And we have some sessions down at Palace Central and Palace Norton Street. Some great cinemas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, we got some retrospectives happening at the Art Gallery in New South Wales as well. And we have a small program that also plays our way out at Casula. Cool. And where can listeners get tickets to the festival? Uh, just online, sff.org. Just type in Sydney Film Festival into the old Google bar. It'll, yep. it will definitely come up and browse that program. And There's a lot yeah. on there, which we'll get into later. But um, yeah, very easy to get tickets. So just head over to the Sydney Film Festival website. You can go see a countless amount of good films. Um, now, speaking of, there's a number of awards given each year. What are they? Oh, uh, so we have mainly the official competition. Yeah. This is kind of like one of the main highlights of the festival. For sure. Which is uh, 12 films and the winning film, uh, the director gets a cash prize and an award with it. Yeah. Uh, we have the Documentary Australia uh, Award, which is uh, 10 uh, documentaries, all Australian productions. Um, there, there's that competition. Uh, one of the oldest competitions is actually the Dendi Awards for Australian short films, uh, which is you know all the all the guys in film schools and aspiring filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers. They're all making their first projects, and some of them are pretty impressive. Nice. Uh, so there's that competition as well that happens. Yeah, we have the Sustainable Future Award. We try and uh, promote. Uh, you know, a sustainable future and being green and... Is that within the filmmaking process or is it about It's about, so it's in subject matter. Okay. Um, and it can be a short <coughs> film, a documentary, a feature, um, anything to do about climate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, awesome. a slate of films that are kind of talking about these issues that are affecting us now. Yeah, for sure. And more so on your own experience, how long have you been involved with, the Sydney Film Festival and what made you kind of want to be a part of it? Um, I've been with Sydney Film Festival since 2019. Okay. Um, I've, I came from the Adelaide Film Festival originally back home and I just love film festivals. <laughs> uh, I just kind of, I started out as a volunteer back in Adelaide. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and just kind of loved the festival and wanted mm. to be a part of it and so... I kind of started working there and then when there was an opportunity with Sydney Film Festival, I just went for it and haven't haven't looked back. Like it's nice. great being here. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. 
um, I guess with that, so you started in 2019. Um, we've since had COVID. How did COVID affect the festival and what did the festival do to kind of deal with not being able to be in cinemas or what have you? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't ideal. Wasn't um, <laughs> To say the least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as many, many people know. Yeah. Um, we, unfortunately, we had to cancel in 2020. Okay. Uh, which was a bit of a blow. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, we were then able to actually take a step back and we were able to very quickly kind of put on a small um, virtual program. So we streamed uh, the documentary competition, yep. the Dendi Awards, and we had to um, focus on Women's Strand as well, the EFPs. Yep. Um, and they, it was, it was nice. It was very, very successful. We were really pleased and happy with it, um, and we were overwhelmed by the response. But it was really lacking that cinema experience. Yeah, is kind of the real the real lifeblood and like absolutely um you know film festivals so 2021 we were very optimistic to be back in cinemas and then more outbreaks decided (laughs) to happen and we we made that decision instead of cancelling we actually postponed and last year we we happened in november which was very very odd for us because we're always in june um, was that the first time that it's not been in June? Yeah, it is. Wow. Always been in June. Yeah. Um, and so it was a weird experience, um, but we were we were pleased because we could be in cinemas and that, that really felt like what it was about. Yeah, cool. And now you're back to normal back proceedings. Back to normal, yeah. Good. Uh, now, just before we get into, you know, the amazing program that 2022 has for the festival, as well as your topics for the year, We'll just have a short ad break and then we'll get straight in. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game-changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Into it. So there's a huge program of films planned this year, Justin, and there's been some amazing films at the Sydney Film Festival in the past. So just before we dive in... How do you think this year compares to previous years since being there? Oof. Um, I think the program since I've been there, and this is purely coincidental, (laughs) have been like solid gold. Yeah. Uh, Like 2019, we had Bong Joon-ho here and we screened Parasite. Last year, like we had Titan and that was like mental, like, Mm. There were big, strong programs. Yeah. Um, and this year it's kind of, it feels like after COVID's happened, it's kind of uh, sucked and drained all of the big films that were holding off, holding off, mm. holding off, and the floodgates kind of opened. Yeah. And this year is like some amazing films, but they feel smaller. Okay. They're a bit more like indie. They're a bit more like interesting. Mm. Um so it's not as it's not as like a A-lister lineup. Yeah. But I think for the real cinephiles out there, it's something that people will really dig their teeth into and it's really exciting. Absolutely. Keen. Um and what has the reception been like with now being able to kind of actually be in the cinemas instead of streaming online? The response has been really positive. Uh, people are just keen. There's the audience for SFF. Everyone has like their little SFF rituals. <laughs> and I think like the the missing ritual in their lives is heartbreaking. Yeah, so, back in order. Yeah, because like we, uh, one of the models we have is we have a subscriber base. And mm. so the subscribers are people who have a particular seat in the state theatre. Oh, cool. They, they pay for their seat and they go to all the daytime films. In that seat. In that seat. Cool. And same for the <laughs> evening subscribers. And so though that audience in particular, like mm. this is this is a this is a big time of the year for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now there's obviously a huge amount of films on the program itself, and we could talk about them all day. Um, but as the program coordinator, I thought it'd be good for the listeners to hear what your top picks are for the program. Um, First and foremost, there's 12 films in the official competition for the Sydney Film Prize that you mentioned earlier. Past winners include 2019's Parasite, which you mentioned, 2009's Bronson, just to name a few. This year in the main category, what are your top picks? Um, I think one of my favourite films of the whole program actually is Fire of Love. Okay. It's a it's a documentary which there's not also there's not always like a lot of documentaries in the in official competition. Yeah. When there is, it's uh it's something really really special. Okay. Um Is it the only documentary in the main category? In the official competition, yeah. Cool. Um and it's about two uh volcano scientists back in like the 60s onwards. It's all mm. archival footage and they yeah. were a married couple. And it was about 
not just like their relationship together. Yeah. They were also quite popular in the media. And so they did a lot of TV spots and they have like quite very witty and funny, like humorous personalities that's great okay. for TV. And then you have that story with this backdrop of them hanging out in volcanoes. <laughs> it's like, as in, you do, <laughs> it's insane footage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how close they were just dipping their feet into like lava pools. And, oh my God. And their wow. clothes are melting off them. It's, it's, they're, ridiculous that's so have did they like die so they had they because had of volcanoes away, which was <laughs> uh no spoiler because it tells you at the start of the film okay um but it uh it kind of looks back at all of this footage that they've captured researching volcanoes yeah and it pieces together a narrative of their lives and highlights that and it's really 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 beautiful wow any other sort of main picks in the main category i think one of the ones I'm really looking forward to seeing is a film called You Won't Be Alone. It's a feature debut from Goran Stalewski, yep. who is actually an SFF alumni. He's had some short films play with us. Oh, wow. So it's very exciting to see his feature film yep. length and playing in competition, like it's huge. And uh, it played earlier in Sundance this year and it got, oh, wow. got rave reviews and was very popular and stars Numi Rapace. Awesome. From Go the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Um, and it's like a Macedonian witch horror. <laughs> Sounds very nice and interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it slaps. Okay. Uh, I'm very keen for it. Interesting. Uh, we also have Close by Lucas Don. This is another one that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, Lucas' previous film, Girl, uh, was around in like 2018. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful film, and I think I'm just really excited to see what he's doing next. Yeah, is this his next project since yep. then? Okay, yep. interesting. I'm also keen to see Return to Seoul, uh, which from Davy Chu, who's had films previously in the festival as well. Uh, this film has just premiered at Cannes to okay. some really really warm reviews. Wow, and it sounds like it kind of a displaced person returning back to Korea and where she's yeah. from, but it also like mixes this kind of entertaining comedic tone that's a bit lighter, like Francis Ha. Okay. And going through that kind of identity nationality crisis. Interesting. And in that sense then, is it a more of a comedy or is it drama or a bit of both? I think it's a dramedy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um. Now, the special presentation strand uh, within the collection includes a selection of highly anticipated premieres as well as a few local highlights. Uh, Within that, what are the top films that you'd recommend to the Cinemates community? I think one of the films that uh, is really exciting is a film called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Yep. Uh, This young 20-year-old, guy called Cooper Rafe in the US. Mm. He made a film recently as called Shithouse. Uh and it just does the archetype coming of age, going through college story. And it hits all the like familiar tropes, but he does it so well <laughs> that it actually feels refreshing. Cool. And, and he's that young that he's drawing from his own experience. Exactly. Like he's wow. just this young guy that's just got clearly a too much talent. 
And Cha Cha Real Smooth is his uh, second film. Oh wow! Um, which has is the talk of Sundance this year. Wow! Uh, everyone said it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, has Dakota Johnson. Um, and oh my he, god! He stars in the films himself as well. So acting and directing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So he's that talented. He's doing both. Yeah. He's got an A list actress in there as well. Oh my god! What yep. what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it makes you it makes you question you know what you've accomplished a little bit when you, <laughs> yeah. you see this guy. Definitely have to see it. Any other big ones? Uh, I think one of the exciting films is uh, The Forgiven by John Michael McDonough. Um, he previously had films called The Guard and Calvary, which were also played in SFF earlier. Yep. Um, some people maybe know his. Uh, brother Martin McDonough, who did In Bruges. Oh, yeah. Three Billboards. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. there's the Talented McDonough family. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so he has like a similar kind of tone okay. and style to Martin as well. To those films? Uh, he's like, he's way more of like a brooding kind of drama. Okay. Uh, a bit more dark. A bit more darker, introspective. Yeah. But he's not without like the humor. Okay. Cool. Whereas Martin tends to be like way more pulpy, kind of think of like the action of like Seven Psychopaths and. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's a bit more violent. Yeah. Whereas uh, John is a bit more of a drama. And so The Forgiven is a very exciting new film from him. Nice. I think I want to talk about one film that I'm very excited to see is called Lonesome, which is a Sydney made film. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, based in Sydney as part of the story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, he screened his film Teenage Kicks in the festival, uh, some years ago. And so this is his follow-up film called mm. Borum. And it's about a guy who is navigating online dating. This is a gay man yeah. navigating, you know, going on Grinder and, Hooking up with people, but then kind <laughs> in of in Sydney, kind of feeling the disconnect at the same time when you're looking for love and mm. you're not really finding it, and uh, meeting some people who he makes connections with. But uh, you know, there's in this kind of uh, new online space, it, yeah. people kind of swipe and move on. So <laughs> it's a it's navigating all of that that I think is a really poignant drama. Interesting. I don't think that's really been kind of explored within film as well, right? Um, no, that sounds really interesting. And I guess within kind of the other strand, so there's the feature strand as well, which includes prize winners from other festivals, which we kind of talked about already, um, as well as new works that deserve to be known. Within that collection, what are your sort of top picks from there? Uh, I think one of my favourite films that uh, I really, really wanted to, like, push to get into the festival and I love it is Inu O. Okay. Um, he's a Masaki Yuasa's an anime director and Inu O is this glam rock Japanese folklore <laughs> queer musical... Anime as well. Anime movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, it's about, like, a, a guy who has, like, some physical deformities. Yep. And so because of that, he can't be a no performer because of the kind of strict rules around it. The The villagers are kind of like shunning him. Right. And he's on the fringes of society. But then he meets a, a Biwa player mm. who is blind. And so because he's blind, he doesn't actually see uh, 
his kind of features. Yeah. And so he plays the biwa and this allows him to dance and express himself and together okay. they then actually form like this uh it's very like anachronistic because the songs are like Guns N' Roses <laughs> covers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it turns into this whole glam rock musical theatre. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And the animation's just exquisite. Awesome. Is it from any of the big kind of anime studios or is this like his own? Yuasa's pretty, he's got like a huge cult following. Okay. Um, he's mainly known for a film from the early 2000s called Mind Game. Oh, yeah. And so... Uh, is uh he's got like a big following. Mm. Um so the anime fans who know him love him. Um and then if it's your first time, like it's uh, <laughs> it's a great trip. For sure. Um any other big picks that you would recommend in the feature strand? Uh I think for anyone that's like really interested in just the weird films, mm. the absolute wacky stuff. Yeah. Uh Quentin De Pierre's uh Canadian French film director who is someone to know. He makes surreal films. Some people like might know Rubber, which is about a tire that blows people up. <laughs> um, or Deer Skin, which was pretty popular a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Incredible but true is his latest film that we have in the festival. Um, and it's about this older couple, or like middle age, and they've decided, you know what, now's the time to buy a house. Yeah. And so they're going around with the agent and the agent goes, I've got the house just for you, but wait till you see what's in the basement. Oh, God, what's in the basement? Well, you might have to see the film to find ah, out. Ah, okay. <laughs> nice one. Um, any other ones that you recommend? Um, I think another film that I really like that's in the program is one called Millie Lies Low. Yeah. Um, this is like a small indie uh, film from New Zealand. Um, Anna Scottney in it, she plays uh, someone who has this very prestigious architecture uh, scholarship to go to New York. Yeah. But the start of the movie, she's like on the plane and she has a panic attack and has to get off the oh, plane. No. But because this is like a big thing for her and her friends and her family, they're yeah. all like proud of her, she can't really like face confronting the fact that she didn't get on the plane. So she's filled with shame. But then when she tries to get onto another flight and she's spent all of her money, she has to lie low in the streets of Wellington to until she can get the money to get oh onto God. a second flight. Yeah. So then she starts going down this rabbit hole of having to pretty much show everyone online that she's in New York yeah. when really <laughs> she's still in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and oh so God. it's kind of uh, Michelle Seville, she gets the tone really well mm. in this is a character that you're kind of going through and empathizing with the experiences of anxiety. Yeah. But at the same time, all of these hilarious antics of <laughs> to trying, compensate. trying to pretend like online that you're in New York when yeah. in reality you're in your mom's backyard. <laughs> in New Zealand. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Um, any other films that you're, you know, really excited for or would recommend to listeners to go see? I think I haven't seen this one, but I think one that uh, maybe is like a good like entry film for going to a festival is Emily the Criminal. Okay. Uh, this has Aubrey Plaza in it from yep. Parks and Rec. Um, I think 
I love Aubrey. I think mm. she's so funny. She's hilarious. Uh, and this was like a this was a successful film coming out of Sundance as well. And okay. she does a lot of is kind it of indie films. Comedy as well. It is a comedy. Okay. She's accumulated so much <laughs> student debt that she uh, kind of falls down this rabbit hole of having to do some criminal acts. <laughs> To actually like compensate, and it's a comedy of errors where things start to accumulate, and it's yeah. a, it's a little bit of like a, a serious tone to it, but okay. it's a, it's a lot of fun as well. Interesting. Um, what other ones should listeners go see? Uh, if there are any cinephile fans that haven't seen Old Boy, we are screening the 4K restoration of the film. Wow. Um and. If you haven't seen Old Boy, just go see Old Boy. <laughs> uh, it will be one of the most insane things you've ever seen. Yeah, it's one of those films that when you see it, you feel compelled to rope all of your friends and family <laughs> to go to see. Also seeing it, and that's when you know as well. Yeah, it's something that will uh, stay singed in your brain, in your retinas, <laughs> uh, for the rest of your life. Wow, <laughs> huge call! You definitely got to go see Old Boy if you haven't. Uh, any other ones? Um, maybe not to that caliber, but maybe not to that <laughs> caliber. Uh, we also have like heaps of other strands in the festival, and I yeah. think maybe listeners will like our sounds on screen strand. Uh, it's a strand that's like focusing on films that have to do with music. Yeah. And so, if there's any like yeah 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 fans or LCD sound system, okay, we have the documentary "Meet Me in the Bathroom." Yeah, which is named after the uh, the book of the same name, um, and it was about like that generation of indie rock bands that were all emerging and starting at the early 2000s Mm. um and so it was really great like footage of those gigs around that time yeah when it was kind of exiting the 90s and it was entering like this new kind of indie rock persona um and these bands that were just starting out and kind of redefining the genre um interesting it's a great documentary um, and then we also have the film that's kind of really cool is Six Festivals, which is a Australian uh, indie film. Um, but it's about three kids who traverse going around all of these music festivals. And it's got some great stuff from like G Flip, Hilltop <laughs> Hoods, Alice in Wonderland. Like there's so many big bands and acts that... Yeah. Uh, were willingly like happy to like participate in this movie and have like their stage presence like a part of it. That's so cool. Um, so that sounds like it's going to be like a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. And is that um, are they like you know young adults within it? They're like teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Teenagers that uh, one of them is uh, got cancer, and so it's kind of like a last hurrah. Going to all these festivals. Taking to all these festivals. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a good one. Any other last sort of recommendations? Uh, I think if there's any David Lynch fans, check out the Lynch Oz documentary. Okay. Um, It's about his obsession with The Wizard of Oz (laughs) and how all films, in a way, root back to The Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. What about, like, June? Look, there's a lot of fantasy elements. Okay, yeah. I'm sure that David Lynch will probably have something to say. <laughs> Got to see the documentary. You know, I don't think uh, The Wizard of Oz is the root of everything, but I yeah. think that there's something transfixing about escaping 
reality mm. and entering a fantasy world. Yeah. That's definitely replicated by all of cinema. Yeah, absolutely. We that sort of escapism, yeah. Exactly. We all go sit in a dark room and we drift off to sleep in some way and we yeah. go into a new world. We do, for sure. Interesting. Um, and are there any other sort of aspects to the Sydney Film Festival that set it apart from just, you know, going to the movies every day? Uh, I think, like, one thing that some people don't realise that's really cool about film festivals is we have, like, the filmmakers and cast, like, come. Yeah. I mean, not for every film because there's, <laughs> oh, like, there's 200 films in the program. Yeah. But, uh, you know... When you see like a film on screen and it's something unexpected and you're like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah. And then two seconds afterwards, the director is there in front of you. Yeah. It's an insane experience and hearing from them talk about the craft that goes into what they've made. Yeah. It's terrific insight. And so I think that's an experience that really sets festivals different from just going to the regular movies. Absolutely. And I think... You know, obviously with streaming services, it's very easy to just kind of watch something on a laptop at home and you don't kind of, not that you have to, not that you have to be interested in it, but you don't kind of get the um, perspective of who actually made this, like what went into this production. You're just seeing it on a laptop. Whereas being able to see it in cinema, see them after and answer questions about their approach, how they made it, just takes it to another level. It's entering um, a dialogue, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's sharing an experience. And it's not just like with the filmmaker that's there, it's also like with the audience too. Yeah. And if it's an Australian film, like you're surrounded by the people who, you know, a lot of them, they probably like worked on it or like yeah, absolutely. It's, it's their son's movie or, <laughs> or whatever. That's so cool. Um, and there's also... From what I understand, there's also talks and kind of panels being held within the festival. Yeah, so some some films will have like a Q&A or an introduction like yeah. in the cinema, but then uh, you can also go to a lot of the talks and the panels that happen down at the hub by Town Hall. Yeah. Um, and there you can sit and actually hear like full-length conversations with people from the industry or the filmmakers themselves uh, talking about the films that they've made. Yeah. It's... Again, it's that insight that kind of sets it apart and makes it special. Absolutely. Um, and any other sort of last-minute inside information that the listeners would be keen to hear? Uh, I think, like, a lot of people find, like, going to a festival kind of overwhelming mm. and, like, don't know how to, like, navigate uh, purchasing a ticket to it. Yeah. Uh, I really recommend, like, if you want to see something, just I want to see this movie, you can buy a single ticket. But yep. if there's like a bunch of things you want to see or if you've got mates that want to like see something, you can buy a flexi pass, which is, you know, if you buy like a flexi 5, 10, 20, you can actually just share that and all a lot of the time people all divvy in yep. and then actually just share the flexi. That's a good tip. Um, if you're used to having that 20-minute buffer of going to the movies and you're like, oh, I can wait in the candy bar for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Out uh, of the festival, we don't actually have 20 minutes of trailers. Okay. We, There's we no have, ads or trailers. We have a very tight five minutes. So, and all the films will start on time because mm. it's a jam-packed schedule. So yeah. there's no time to like wait around <laughs> for everyone to get into their seats. So it just starts playing and you've got, 
you know, three to yeah, five yeah. minutes to get in there and watch the movie, really. Cool. Um, and just as well, seeing some things uh, recently where the director of the festival was at Cannes and announced some more titles to the program. So are we to expect that there might be some other films to join in? Definitely expect it. Okay. Uh, I can't say what's coming. <laughs> can't as, tell us yet. As exciting as that is. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I'm very excited knowing a couple of uh, the things that are coming down. Um, but it the late announced titles, they'll be on the website and they'll be announced kind of the week of the festival. Um, and they're often just the freshest films from Khan. Okay. Um, which normally carries so much hype with them. Absolutely. If you know, if you're a listener out there and you don't quite know what Khan is, Khan's one of the big film festivals held in France and um if you follow kind of, you know, big movie pages on social media, you'll see a lot of kind of standing ovations for a lot of films. Um, so maybe they'll be at the Sydney Film Festival um, and they kind of usually end up being a lot of the kind of big award season films as well. So could be some big ones being added. Very keen to hear what comes to they're Sydney. The, the Best, most anticipated <laughs> films of the year. Wow. Uh, Khan defines and shapes like the film festival industry in a weird way. <laughs> Absolutely. So listeners, you've heard it from Justin. Got a huge program and potentially some even more huge films being added as well. So get down to the Sydney Film Festival. So it's uh, 8th to 19th of June. Yep. Um, and it's held at the State Theatre, Events George Street. If you're in Ranwick, go down to the Ritz. If you're in Cremorne or on the North Shore, go to the Orpheum. Yep. Check out Dendy Newtown. We're all over the place. Absolutely. And go see some movies. <laughs> That's it. And head over to the Sydney Film Festival website. Really easy to get tickets. And as you heard before, you can get a flexi pass, share it with your mates, family, whatever. You can see Heaps of movies. You've heard Justin's recommendations. So this year's festival is going to be an absolute cracker. I know I'll definitely be heading there and watching heaps of movies. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. So that is a wrap for the Sydney Film Festival 2022 episode. Thanks so much for listening in to this episode of Cinemates Podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thank you to Justin for coming on the podcast and talking about the festivals. Great chatting with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. No worries. And as always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. And if you want to send in a mailbag or do an elevator pitch to me, send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at cinemaze underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also check out our Instagram, TikTok and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.